Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Weirdly Cosmic Podcast with Louise Eddington. I am Louise Eddington, the Cosmic Owl of Cosmic Owl Astrology. And this episode is for the Aquarius full moon that is going to take place on July the 23rd, 2021. Um, I'm also the author of two books, The Complete Guide to Astrology and Modern Astrology. Complete Guide is actually the best-selling astrology book on Amazon.com and um, has amazing reviews. So I'm very, very, well, I'm very proud of both books, to be quite honest. And I'm currently writing my third book, so you'll have to wait and see what that is when it's published um, next year. Um... But anyway, I also offer astrology readings and I have a Venus enchantment community um, where we uh, do deep work with the planet Venus, who is my favorite planet. So <laughs> so anyway, onwards. <clears throat> it's kind of like a Patreon Venus enchantment community, but not on Patreon. <laughs> OK, so the Aquarius uh, full moon takes place on July the 23rd, 2021. As I said, it is at 8.37 p.m. Salt Lake City time, which is mountain time. So that's 7.37 p.m. Western Pacific time, 10.37 p.m. Eastern or New York time. And that makes it 3.27 a.m. on July the 24th in the UK. And I'm afraid anywhere else, you have to go to timeanddate.com to look at your calendars. But most other parts of the world, um, to the east of where I am, the US, it will be on July the 24th. It takes place at one degree of Aquarius, A full moon is is an opposition between the moon and the sun. So the moon will be at one degree, 26 minutes of Aquarius. And the sun will be at one degree, 26 minutes of Leo. Now there's some interesting configurations within this because uh, both the sun and the moon aspect Vesta in Libra. The sun makes a sextile to it and the moon makes a trine. Uh, But Vesta also makes a quincunx to Jupiter in Pisces and the sun makes a quincunx to Jupiter in Pisces. And right opposite Jupiter on the full moon will be a conjunction of Venus, speaking of Venus enchantment, Venus in Virgo and um, conjunct Hygieia. And that um, actually makes a yard with the point at Jupiter that goes back to Venus and Hygieia in um, in Virgo. And I'll talk about what that means. So, And I'll talk about what a yard is and all that as we move through. I just want to see if there's any basics I want to cover before I go and talk about a couple of other things. So as I said, the moon is at one degree. Now, the first thing I want to Aquarius, oh, it's conjunct Cariclo too. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Cariclo is also at one, de- one degree Aquarius on this full moon. 
Now, the first thing I want to mention is that on December the 21st, 2020, we had what's called the Great Conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn at zero degrees Aquarius. And this is a hot spot degree. Um, so not only did that Great Conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn start a 20 year cycle, because the great conjunctions happen every 20 years. This was actually the first conjunction of 200 years of conjunctions in air signs, of great conjunctions in air signs. Now, we did have um, a great conjunction in Libra um, in um, 1980. But um, what happens is we had about 200 years of great conjunctions in Earth signs, then we had one in an air sign. Then we went back to Earth again. Now we're going to have 200 years of conjunct great conjunctions in air signs. So we kind of have this crossover period usually between um, the great conjunctions starting a period, uh, a long period of great conjunctions in a certain element. Now, we've just come out of 200 years of Earth signs. We won't have Earth signs again for a long, long time. Not in our lifetime, for sure. And if you think about Earth element, it's more connected with the material world. It's more connected with manifesting, with building, with creating solid things. And if you think about the last 200 years, you know, um, we've had a big... Um, um, emphasis on material wealth, material growth, you know, bigger and bigger houses, more and more houses, um, you know, more wealth, uh, more stuff, more this, more that, you know, and it kind of culminated in the shifting period of this greed is good kind of um, period of the 80s. And now we're coming out of this period with this massive um, inequality of wealth as we move into the air conjunction almost as if with the air element being of the mind it's almost like we're being fed information about what needs to change as we move into the air element the air element is generally a little bit more um, egalitarian air is aquarius gemini and libra they're more kind of signs of um, balance we're more moving into a period of ideas, inventiveness and the like. But my point is, you know, I don't want to spend the whole time talking about the Great Conjunction. My point is that this full moon, the, the conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn on December the 21st, 2020 was at zero Aquarius. And this full moon is at one degree Aquarius. And I'm going to say this is activating the Great Conjunction degree. So six months, seven months since that Great Conjunction, we're going to start seeing things start to develop, the new ideas, things are going to change. Um, at that degree is also highlighted by so a couple of other things. I think Mars and um, Venus may meet there at some point as well. Uh, I know Venus, Pluto and Ceres all meet at that zero Aquarius degree on December the 7th, 2024. So every time this degree is activated, it's going to move us more into this age of 
I'm going to say, I'm not talking about the great age of Aquarius. I'm just talking about this um, Aquarian energy that we're moving into with the great conjunction that we had. Okay, so Aquarius is more of a humanitarian sign. It's more egalitarian, yet it's also got this um, energy that's also a little bit more conservative as well. It's a fixed sign. It likes the ancient ways. And I've talked about this often, about this um, Aquarius energy really bringing in kind of the best of the old ways, the really old ways, the ancient ways, in a new way. We're seeing it in astrology with the rise of Hellenistic astrology. Um, um, in my book, The Complete Guide to Astrology, I actually integrated the language of one ancient technique of astrology into modern astrology. Um, I think we're seeing it with like wildfire management, for example. We're realising that the Aboriginals and Indigenous peoples had amazing ways of managing um, fires and um, and their ways of being more in alignment with nature um, are returning. Um, shamanic practices are returning in a very modern way. So, you know, more of this is to come. And I kind of think this full moon is going to activate some of that energy. It's at number, it's at one degree, which, you know, the, the vibration of the energy of the, the number one is new beginnings, creation, uh, uniqueness, motivation, striving forward and progress. And Aquarius is a very forward thinking sign as well. Um, and so, you know, number one is about raw energy, force, activity, initiative, um, instinct, intuition. Okay, so all of this energy is really moving us forward um, with this full moon. I know it's a full moon, it's not a new moon, but um, I've been saying quite <laughs> for a while that it often feels to me that full moons at the moment are a bit like new moons. <laughs> uh, they've got that energy of new beginning. Well, it's leave the old behind, release, you reach a point of fulfilment, you start something new. So the new moon and the full moon start a, sort of start a new cycle as well. I think it's just these continuous new cycles. So I didn't pull a card, did I? I'm going to talk that kind of gave you a real kind of deep dive into um, the start of the energies of this full moon um, before I managed to remember to pull a card. So let's pull a card for this lunation, this um I'm just going to shuffle a bit more. Full moon in Aquarius at one degree. Oh, that card really wants to know. Ah, it's actually uh, Mercury in Sagittarius, but um, it fits the energies of this uh, full moon to my mind because it feels like things are going to speed up. Aquarius is about hopes and wishes and long-term goals and what we're really desiring. And Mercury in Sagittarius, this swiftness card, is about that. It's got the rainbow at the back as if we're searching for the um, gold at the end of the rainbow. But um, but it's also uh, an, 
a sign of the mind this is Mercury in Sagittarius and Mercury is the mind and Aquarius is a very mental sign too because it's an air sign so we're getting some swift ideas we're getting some swift connection making we're getting some coming to center as this in this diamond kind of consciousness very fast moving um very um um very goal oriented very like let's shoot our arrows towards the future and for the dreams so i'm really liking this full moon you know we're coming now i'm recording this on the day of the cancer new moon um we're kind of settled into after a crazy eclipse season with a mercury retrograde happening at the same time we're now moving forward, even though there's an awful lot of planets retrograde in this period, and I will talk more about that. But before I want to go back to the chart, I do also want to say that this is on a five in a five year 2021, and it's a five day the 23rd. Okay, now I don't do all the numbers like Jen used to when I did it with weirdly uh, magical cos. Uh, uh, weirdly magical podcast I look at them the numbers that jump out at me so I've looked at one um, five jumps out at me as well because that's um, the number of uh, it's the most prevailing number in nature and art it symbolizes the stigmata uh, fire but it's multi-talented with many interests fives are free thinking fast moving um, you know, resenting restrictions and responsibilities. So that this really is about personal freedom, individualism, non-attachment, uh, change, um, all that kind of energy. And that fits with this full moon to my mind as well, because there's a lot of individuality into it, in it, a lot of expressing your uniqueness and your individuality. And if you're watching this on YouTube rather than just listening, um, you will notice I currently have blue coloured, teal coloured hair. I might have pink by the time you see me next. So, you know, it's about getting playful with your indivi individuality and just playing around and, and expressing yourself more. All right. So this full moon is very much about that in so many ways on that day. The sun's in Leo. And of course, Leo is kind of, I'm on the stage. Ta-da, I'm here. Here is, um, here is where I shine. Uh, Leo is the heart and it's about shining your heart-led self um, into your hopes, wishes and dreams in this full moon. I did mention that this full moon is in aspect to Vesta. Vesta's over there in Libra. Okay, and Vesta is focus, commitment and devotion. And she has been in Virgo for a long time until she's just moved into Libra. And it feels like the focus, commitment and um, devotion for us is coming into who we are in our creative self-expression who we are individually within our relationships, who are we in relationship to others. You know, it's that balance, isn't it? You know, we're, we're all like, well, we always talk about um, in the woo world, we always talk about, you know, your uniqueness, your individuality and things. But it's also always got to be balanced um, with the fact that we are all in relation to each other. 
We're unique individuals, all making up a part of a puzzle that creates the whole puzzle of humanity. An Aquarius energy is is some is an energy that really sees connections and weaves you know those connections together in the collective. I mentioned also that the moon in Aquarius is conjunct Astra. Uh, well, she's actually a centaur, Caraiclo. Um, she has about 62 years cycle. I'm actually, well, 61, 62. I'm actually going through what's called my Caraiclo return right now. Caraiclo was um, Chiron's wife. Chiron, um, who was the mentor and teacher to the gods, it's my opinion that Caraiclo was actually kind of the mentor teacher to the goddesses. In, there's very little known about her mythically. She was said to be a handmaiden to Pallas Athena and things. I don't think she was a handmaiden. I think she was kind of the mentor, the teacher. I picture her, uh, at, she's said to be a space holder um, and spins grace, grace spinner. I see her at the spinning wheel. I see her at the loom as she's weaving the stories and teaching the skills. Okay. Um, uh, Chiron taught medicine. He was a medicine man. He taught archery and things. I think Caraclos taught other skills. Okay. Like the weaving, like the spinning. Uh, and as she did, she would spin and weave stories. So on this full moon as well, we have the moon there with Caraclo. So this is about spinning um, a graceful new future, spinning the story that you want to aim towards. OK. And with focus and commitment on who you are in your relationships. So I did mention as well at the beginning that we have a yod, a finger of God or um, fate or what is called a yard finger of eight young finger of God. And that is formed by um, an aspect between the sun. I mentioned the sun in Leo is in aspect to Vesta in, Le in Libra. But both of them are pointing right towards Jupiter in Pisces. And Jupiter in Pisces is about faith and belief. So there's a lot in this um, energy of saying that um, we have to really tap into our um, trust in the mystery, trust in faith, trust in what comes through us with these ideas. This is, we're, we're moving away from um, from this very linear, rational, kind of patriarchal kind of energy of you know, everything has to make complete sense. We are actually kind of the the parts of this new story of this new way of being as we come out of some very challenging periods are being woven and being created. And we have to trust that everything is going to be OK and that um, we can have faith in the gods, if you like. Now, interestingly, though, this finger of fate and finger of God that is pointing at Jupiter points right back at Venus and Hygieia. Venus and Hygieia are um, at the midpoint of, um, of Vesta in Virgo and the sun in Leo in, in this chart. 
and Hygieia is global health. Venus is Virgo, and there uh, Venus is um, kind of love, our relationships, um, creativity. In Virgo, this is in the sign of service, but it's also in the sign of the body and health. Now, interesting that all this is uh, coming back to uh, this kind of holistic kind of health kind of energy. Now. Holistic health is a bit of a loaded term because, to be quite honest, it's actually come to mean um, in many cycle circles a rejection of kind of allopathic, um, modern health, big pharma, all those kind of things. Whereas holistic actually means whole and um, in relationship to all. So I'm not going to go anywhere near political about this, but I'm going to say that my opinion is that this yod pointing back at Venus and um, and Hygieia is a recognition that we are just in relationship with all. So being whole is about being whole unto oneself, but it's also about recognising the holism of all that is. And that our health all depends on each other in so many ways. So there's an element of that coming up as well. And again, it's all of this is about is in those very early degrees. If you have anything around zero to two degrees, um, I'm going to maybe the last degree of previous signs um, so maybe the anoretic degree, but if you have anything definitely from zero to about three degrees, you are going to be very affected, especially if you have it, in fact, any of them, any of the modalities. So this is a fixed full moon. So if you have anything around zero to three degrees of uh, all the fixed signs, which are Taurus, Leo, um, Scorpio and Aquarius, then you will be very affected by the full moon. But similarly, you know, Vesta in Libra is in a cardinal sign. So that brings in <laughs> Aries, Cancer, Libra and Capricorn um, to be affected to a bit lesser degree. I'm going to say though the mutable signs are going to be pretty well affected by this as well because of that opposition between particularly the two benefics Venus and Jupiter and I'm going to say that you know because they are the benefics Venus and Jupiter they are going to bring some positive change with this full moon and they are squaring well they are affecting the mutable signs which are Gemini Virgo Sagittarius and Pisces and, and so there's going to be a lot of shifting, a lot of new beginnings. A lot of it is towards what we our hopes, dreams and wishes are. This is a real time to start focusing on moving forward. Saying that, we have a lot of planets retrograde as well. But, you know, there are the longer term retrogrades. By the time we have this full moon, we will not only have what we have retrograde as I record this, which are Juno, Pluto, Chiriklos, Saturn, um, Neptune, Eris. I think that's it. Add to that 
by the full moon on July the 23rd, Chiron, Pallas Athena will be going retrograde too. So they've got that to slow us down a little bit, but we've got to slow down and think about where we're going. That's what I think it is. Um, by the time of this full moon as well, another shift that will have happened is that, um, well, what's the date it moves forward? Oh, July the 13th, 10 days before this full moon, the moon's nodes move back to uh, nine degrees of Gemini and Sagittarius. They have been in the second decan for a long time. The moon's nodes are now entering their the last third of their journey through Gemini and Sagittarius um, that happens every 19 years. But they the next few months till I think it's January the 18th, they'll be moving through those last degrees, which means the first degrees of the sign because the lunar nodes are always, their overall motion is always retrograde from our perspective. It's the opposite way from our, dis <laughs> from our uh, perspective of the primary directions of the planets moving forward through the degrees. So that means the nodes are going to move back from nine to zero of Gemini and Sagittarius. With the south node, the releasing end, the past we're coming from in Sagittarius, and um, and the North Node being in uh, Gemini, which is our yearning, our longing for more local community, for more real connection, for changing, for rewriting our story, for uh, moving forward. The Sagittarius is about leave, letting go and leaving behind some old rigid beliefs. And I, I think we really see that we are being pulled to rewrite our story because of the pandemic and all the things that have been happening over the last year or so. Now, these decans or decans um, are, th this is the Sagittarius, Sagittarius decan and the Gemini, Gemini decan. So in a way, when the nodes pass through this last decan of, um, of a sign, it's a, it's double the intensity of the signs therein. So more and more over the next August, September, six months, yes, yeah, six months, we are going to be asked to really plan, let go of old beliefs, rewrite this old story, and based on the hopes and wishes that we are going to be uh, creating on this full moon. What do we need to leave, be, leave behind? What old beliefs, what old rigid things do we need to let go of? What What's worth taking forward and redeveloping in a new way? You know, what do we really wish for? What kind of society is a very uh, um, Aquarian word as well? What kind of a society, what kind of causes are we wishing to create with uh, the sun in Leo being a very creative energy as well. And and there again, Vesta in Venus ruled Libra, that's a creative sign as well. What do we wish to devote ourselves to creating? All right, so that's kind of taken you in a big way through this full moon. It is a full moon, 
there is a lot of releasing in this full moon, but I do also think that it's kind of a new moony full moon of ideas, new ways to move forward, writing out maybe your um, ideal life vision, creating a vision board, but think about it in terms of what kind of humanity do we want? What kind of a human experience do we want and what's our part in it in creating that overall human experience remembering that we are all in this together individually we can only control what we do our part in it but we are connected everything that we do affects this web of humanity okay so i'm going to read you the symbols Before I do, I just want to mention my website, louiseeddington.com. I also want to ask you to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Cosmic Owl Astrology. Come follow my Facebook page, Louis, Cosmic Owl Astrology, Louise Eddington. Um, Instagram, Cosmic Owl Astrology as well. Um, I'd also love if you would post me reviews on iTunes for this podcast, whether you listen there or not. It's kind of the biggest podcast channel. Uh, leave me comments and thumbs up on my YouTube videos. Uh, you know, all the likes, the better reviews I get, the more visible the podcast becomes. Um, but let's have a look at the Sabian symbol. Okay, for uh, we go to Aquarius 2 because we always go up to the next number for the symbols. And the Sabian symbol is an unexpected thunderstorm. The need to develop the inner security which will enable us to meet the unexpected crises or to meet unexpected crises. He says, um, hmm, I don't want to read all that. The symbol itself, an unexpected thunderstorm, could be given a very positive meaning in an arid environment, but the emphasis on unexpected tends to accent the sudden and dangerous character of the event. Such a thunderstorm in a region of dry hills can cause a devastating flood. At any rate, it refers to an event for which one is not prepared. Um, and he calls it um, nature's challenge in this um, thing. Now, to go back to the astrological chart, uh, you know, there's other aspects um, floating around in this. I think I've talked to a lot of them. We do have, I do want to say, we do have the um, fourth of five um, Pluto Eris squares approaching fast on this full moon. I think the exact date is August the 14th, so it'll be just after the following new moon to this, the Leo new moon. But, um, you know, the square is awfully close and that Pluto Eris square has been very disruptive. We had three exact squares in 2020, a lot of them quite associated with rises in um, numbers of COVID. And um, we see uh, the 
I looked um, with my family being in the UK, the numbers in the UK are just shooting up again with this new variant. Um, numbers are creeping up here in Utah and uh, the Delta variant, the new one is here. Most of the case, new cases are that variant. That's probably true in other states. I don't sit there and obsessively watch all of this, but I did happen to have a quick look this morning because um, one of my friends back home in England uh, mentioned a big rise in the numbers. So we have got that Pluto um, Eris square approaching. We do have that finger of um, um, fate or finger of God pointing at Jupiter and Pisces. Pisces can, is very, can be very associated with viral kind of energy, kind of, um, you know, it's creeping outwards, um, unseen kind of thing, which is very viral um, or very virus oriented. Jupiter being very expansive, Jupiter being retrograde at the moment as well. You know, uh, Venus and Neptune together as well, they were, and Venus is opposing Jupiter. Back um, at the start of the pandemic, there that was there were some big connections in all of that as well. So, you know, this unexpected thing does kind of apply in many ways to the area, to the energy of Aquarius. It's kind of like how things happen suddenly it's very quick happening so you know things could um things could get a little bit hairy again um for our hospitals and and the like just be aware of that um the chandra symbol for this full moon is a woman strolling in a garden she is unaware she's being watched by elves we adopt a split screen mind when the outward frame of things seems so insistent that we must be reasonable and logical and make complete sense in a quantitative, functional way. But what happens is that the other side of our awareness, the outlawed side, gets very strong in the subconscious and stays alive. We can almost play off of it in emphasising our sceptical or worldly approach to things. But there is a joke to it, for you are aware of what you are not aware of. You are tuned into the very things you deny. This kind of edge hones the mind and the soul. It teaches invaluable lessons, not the least of which is to make way for the unknown while hugging the known close to you, knowing all the, knowing all the whole how profoundly the unknown seconds okay so uh, right brain left brain intuitive side rational side just know that it's all working together um okay so hug both close to you really <laughs> and and be and it's kind of like mixing the old and the new into the um the ancient with the modern that i talked about in aquarian it, 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 in the age of aquarius it's all about mixing all of everything together being aware that we are sovereign but also that we are ultimately all connected it's all of these polarities all of these opposites they are not completely separate and we must learn to kind of um, pull everything together okay 
All right, so I think my husband just started the rumba. <laughs> Podcasting from home. Lovely. All right, so everybody, so have a great full moon. And um, it's kind of an exciting full moon, but I do kind of think there may be a few like uh, shocks around. But a lot of it is about setting this intention about our future hopes and wishes for ourselves and for and for humanity. Where do we want to go? So again, my website, louiseeddington.com, L-O-U-I-S-E-E-D-I-N-G-T-O-N dot com. I provide consultations, 90-minute consultations. I am actually booked up till the end of August. So if you'd like a consultation, get in early for September. I also have my Venus Enchantment community. And um, for that's a membership community where we do one group call a month. I do um, daily video updates five days a week and other um, fun little things and things. And I draw a lot of cards here and there. And um, and so um, enjoy this energy of the mind. This is a lot of fire and air in this as well. So just really enjoy the kind of inspired creativity that's coming even if there's a few shocks along the way. So for now, it's goodbye from me and um, have a wonderful full moon.